Hello all, this is the Ghidra's Podcast. Welcome to Sacred Space and Sacred Time, a place where we discuss tools and practices that heal your mind, body, and spirit. If you're looking to start your journey today, then you're in the right place. I'm Austin Freeman, and I'll be your host. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Austin Freeman from the Ghidra's podcast. So keeping it light today, interesting but light. We have Bonnie uh, coming on talking about skating and flossing and um, her journey with yoga. Uh, So feel free to listen in. And as always, I will see you on the other side. Welcome everybody to the Ghidra's podcast where we share ways to heal our mind, body, and spirit. I'm here with Bonnie Lynch today. She used to be the assistant coach at Adrian College for the synchronized skating team, and she's currently accepted a role at admissions at Adrian College. She's here today to share with us and talk about her journey with yoga. Bonnie, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming and talking to us about yoga. So just a little bit, just tell us about yourself and where did the where did yoga even come into your life at? Yeah, so um, I'm 26, and I came to Adrian after I was a D1 varsity athlete at Miami, Ohio. Um, My whole life was based around athletics and elite ice skating and being a part of a team and very intense um, mental awareness of what I was doing all the time. And it's funny, um, while I was in college, my coaches were always like, you know, what would make you better would be if you did yoga. And I was like, okay, (laughs) sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, that sounds great. And like, mind you, I like wasn't very flexible either. So like, that was part of the issue. But um, so once I graduated, I stepped into retirement because that was what my body needed. Like I Mm -hmm. could not skate at the level that I was skating at Mm -hmm. from age five to age 22. And from there, I kind of, after giving myself a bit of rest, wanted to find something that I was really passionate about. And I was like, oh, maybe that I should listen to them and try Try out yoga. yoga. Um, So I'd done yoga a couple times. Nothing serious, nothing continuous. um, But I'd done yoga. Was this back in Miami? Yep. And Miami and then growing up as a kid. Okay. um, Our ballet teacher actually used to teach yoga with Pilates. And yeah, it was its own um, smorgasbord of things. <laughs> I wouldn't even really, really, really call it yoga. Years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was something yeah. similar. So um, familiar, but not um, super well-versed in okay. yoga. So I came here, because it's right around the corner from where I live, <laughs> and I love you. So. <laughs> so I actually started with the beginner class here. At oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I didn't attend you... very many. <laughs> Wasn't I never... it like three or yeah. two? Yeah, <laughs> I came to like three out of the five or six classes, but it was really helpful because Good. it like actually broke everything down, and yeah. us scene was just the best. And like, <sighs> oh, <God>. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> literally, so like we go through and correct everything, and be like, "This is what you should be feeling." And I was like, "Oh my god, everything makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> Those things I learned when I was eight make sense now. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, that's how my journey started. From there, yoga has really been something for me to help me take time for myself, Mm. um, find time for myself and also to kind of help heal both mental tiredness and Mm. body tiredness. So definitely. Yeah. Lots of that. 
So how did you feel during that first yoga class or the first beginner class? So your first <laughs> public class versus your first beginner yoga class. Yeah. So the beginner class was really cool because obviously you were super welcoming and thank you. <laughs> All the compliments. <laughs> so <laughs> many compliments. This is what this podcast is actually about. <laughs> um, but uh, goodness. So how did you feel? The first beginner class was really great because like I said you walked us through everything how you should be feeling what hurts what doesn't what feels right what doesn't um and that was really great it was very um back and forth communicative because I'd never really had anything like that especially not in a yoga setting right um anytime I'd done like a pop-in yoga class it's always it's you're just doing what you're supposed to do there's no time where you can be like am I doing what this what is this you told me to do what with my foot I'm doing warrior who yeah <laughs> like yeah yeah so um that was awesome and that made me feel like I was much more well prepared for a public class good um and then coming back in and doing any of the public classes here at Ghidra's was really awesome because, again, then you know what's going on. Um, or if there's something that you haven't done before, a new pose or movement that's pretty easily picked up because yeah. you've done the beginner class with right. all the basics. Right. So were you, were you, so you felt prepared. So you were pretty confident coming in. Mm -hmm. No nervousness. Because <laughs> that almost, the complaint that I get mostly with beginner yoga yogis is that they're they're so nervous and they're like anxiety about coming to a class and not being able to do all the poses and it's it's um something that I have to remind myself that occurs in people's minds because it's just like it feels so mm -hmm. good it's second nature to me so so you felt pretty confident yeah I think honestly part of the confidence comes from being an athlete my whole life got it and okay having to do things that are uncomfortable all the yeah. time um <laughs> yeah when you're trying new things all the time right. new moves right right, right. Okay. doing being an elite athlete I was put in a situation where they were like this is here for you to be uncomfortable so and I preach it to my girls all the time I'm like hey if you don't feel comfortable work on being comfortable with being uncomfortable Ooh, and that's literally so. yoga right <laughs> You know, you're like in a pose, you're like, this is awful, this but I'm here. And I just gotta like it, like it. Yeah, and I do that all the time. I, I With yoga, I put myself in, or I put my students in plank. Mm -hmm. It's like my signature right now. <laughs> and we just hold it until you drop. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but it just builds that mental mentality, the mental toughness. Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard. People, And you have to like learn how to like want to want to suck at things first mm -hmm. and that's the only way you get better right so right. you have to be like okay I'm gonna try yoga and I'm honestly probably gonna suck at it and it's gonna be awful and not awful just I'm gonna look around and not be doing what anybody else is right. doing but that's okay like oh man if people could just get through that first month month and a half Mm -hmm. of feeling uncomfortable of not knowing when I call out Virabhadrasana 3 or Warrior 3 what does that mean right and, and and just get through that initial changes think, their life. I think too, honestly, it's something you go through the whole time. Like okay. there are still poses that I get to, and I'm like, <laughs> why this? can't I do this? And I'm like, I've been, I, I have won three national titles, and I can't get my leg to where it needs to be, or like, yes. why is this person who just walked in here able to do that? Right. So like, and they just started. Right. I'm like, they just started. What the heck, man? Yeah. So you know, so I do true. that too, and I am. Yoga, the other thing of yoga is I am the most competitive human. <laughs> on the so yeah, for me, 
<laughs> for me, a lot of what yoga has been super helpful for has been to like take a step back from that mm. to be like, it's okay to be bad at something. Exactly what you just yes. said. Like, it's okay. I'm just not ever going to be the most flexible person <laughs> in the room. It's never going to happen. Yeah. But I can sit there and try and make myself better. And I know that's kind of my mantra that I usually go to when you ask if you have an intention or a focus Mm. is mine is usually it's just two words it's just be better Mm. and like by showing up at the mat by coming in every single day you're being better because you're making that commitment to yourself yeah so that might be a little cheesy but like I was like you know it works for me I wake up if I do something I'm being better you know right no totally and every day just finding a way to maybe be better than yesterday and that's a great mantra for for yoga and I still do it. I mean, there's teachers out there that that their bodies and the way they can move them is just, it's inspiring, but it's also like, man, wow. <laughs> right? Wow. So, no, that's great. So tell me about, has yoga been helpful? So you said with the mind, it's helped you kind of take a step back. Um, and the mental stress, it helps you decrease that as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then what about your body and yoga? Have, since since you've been an athlete your whole life, have you ever had those issues with those body image issues? Has yoga helped with that? Has it just assisted with it? Or has it been pretty much the same? Yeah, I think synchronized skating or ice skating in general has a lot of body image yeah. issues. Oh gosh, um, that's so intense. Right, which is an ongoing issue in its own sport and that's its, its own podcast. It's its own podcast. Truly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I personally didn't struggle a ton with body image. Awesome. Um, like I said, I've been pretty confident my whole life and very much like, okay, if I need to do X, Y, Z, I need to have the fuel, the energy, the muscle Mm. to do that. Um, but I mean, I've had comments said to me before, like when I was an elite athlete, I was like, I would ask you like, why can't I be more flexible? And they'd be like, you have too much muscle. And be like, oh, oh." like, whoops, (laughs) well, I can't fix that. So, right. And you're like being 19 and being told like you're not gonna be able to get your head over your head or your foot over your your head over your head. <laughs> your foot over your head like that because you have too much muscle and then being like well I need to have all that muscle to do something else and just because right. my body's not shaped the same way as someone else who's maybe a foot and a half taller than me right. and can do that with the muscle that's fine um, so getting comfortable with that and like I said I've been pretty secure in that my whole life that's awesome um, but what yoga's helping a ton out with since what my unofficial retirement is, is just like, I beat my body up for age five to age 22. And it was very intense. I had not a ton of injuries, but a ton of nagging pain Mm, that wasn't consistent. It wasn't like, but it would be like, if I carried a heavy box, my shoulder would hurt or my back would really hurt. Or, Mm. um, I really got, I've got bad, um, what's it called? plantar fasciitis yeah and (laughs) that's one of those things where like I know if I don't take care of myself I wake up the day after yoga and I'm like I can't walk and I'm like well that was your fault (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yoga has been super helpful in all of that because I'm not stretching every day like I used to when I was an elite athlete and my body is in just much better more flexible shape Mm -hmm. and much more regular consistent shape that it needs to be and I don't need to be deadlifting and squatting right. the or doing 10 chin-ups like I used to be able to do people I did um, okay. my division at the time technically wasn't allowed to lift but you were training as if you could do that gotcha because it so, was coming right. lifting was coming mm-hmm. yeah okay um 
and we were just at the time like the way our team trained was like we were very strong athletes so yeah yeah I mean I remember being in the weightlifting in in the gym with our team and like (laughs) our coach at the time um she would like set up competitions to see like oh who made the most improvements it didn't matter how much you were lifting but to like can you keep keep making making so like I was always pushing to be stronger all of that kind of stuff yeah and um yeah yoga's made besides the fact that I'm still super competitive (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but made a huge difference in like being able to practice something still that's actually helping me in my daily life now like same Mm. thing I don't need to be able to lift a person over my head anymore most of the time Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like being able to do things and not hurt my back or not hurt my shoulder anymore just activities of daily living exactly functional functional right right exactly (laughs) so were you um what was your uh what was your deadlift and squat do you remember what your max was i'm just curious personally i don't know exactly my senior year my deadlift and it wasn't like anything like super crazy so probably somewhere around like 170 yeah. same thing with a squat and I could bench 150 that's so which was there's no reason there's to be able to bench no. 150 pounds and compared to your legs right. your arms right. shoulders right Strong. I had a great back activation as we used to call it yeah. <laughs> you'd have a back, open back dress you'd be like my back looks great your back looks good <laughs> so you're a single you were a single sport athlete um, I was a single sport athlete all through high school. Yeah. Um, I did some team stuff, but it was really only like 30 minutes a week. So okay. it was pretty recreational. I did okay. m- most of my focus in single sport athlete and then went to college and did a lot of focus in team sports. Um, like, uh, like intramural play, like stuff like that or? No, no, no. Just in skating. So. Oh, just in skating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So did yeah. you ever do, you did synchronize, but <clears throat> was there, is it figure skating? Mm-hmm. Is that the difference between? Yeah. Yeah. You did both? So or? figure skating is like what you see at the Olympics, like the girl, the single yes. girl or guy yes. um, who jumps and spins and does that kind of stuff. That's what I did growing up. Okay. I did synchro, but very, very, very I recreationally. Understand. Okay. So yeah, um, from age five to 18, I did singles, like very intensive training, <sighs> probably 20 hours a week, and then went to synchro and to do that in college. So wow, at Miami. In Miami, Ohio, yeah. Wow. And do, which one did you like better? I think I love synchro. Yeah. I loved freestyle when I was doing it. Gotcha. Um, I think, too, with freestyle, like, not to sound ridiculous, but, like, at some point, probably around, like, 10, you realize, unless you're throwing triple jumps, you're not going to the Olympics, you're oh not going gosh. to nationals, that kind of stuff. So, you kind so of giving up. Well, it's not, like, necessarily giving up, but, like, at some point, too, you have to realize, you're like, okay, I'm going to be better because I want to be better, mm. not because I'm going to the, I'm not going to the Olympics, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going to make it to the national stage. So it was one of those things where it was like, I'm just going to go out there, I'm going to compete locally yeah. and do really well. You had a different source of motivation. Right, right, instead right. Instead of, like, and I, long-term Olympics or whatever. Exactly. And I really loved performing. Mm. So that was awesome. Um, like, I was a really good jumper. I wasn't the best spinner. But I love performing for people. <laughs> um, and then I knew when I went to college, I wanted to focus mostly on synchro. Okay. So that's team sports. It's more footwork-based. Okay. Um, with less jumping and spinning and the traditional stuff. Okay. More shapes and speed and stuff like that. So I went to Miami, and I actually... Um, I tried out for the team with the knowledge I probably wouldn't make it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I actually had two freestyle programs that I would have competed solo. Okay. If I 
for and when I for when I got cut from the team because I wasn't oh, I went in thinking plan. I wasn't going to make the team. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And so my freshman year, they were like, "You have a spot on our junior team," and I was like, "I do." What? <laughs> Say so. What? Wow. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, I really didn't know if that was going to happen or not because yeah. I didn't come from a huge synchro background, um, and then really made the most out of that year and. Haven't really done a whole lot of freestyle since. <laughs> yeah. So did you did you graduate from Miami with a bachelor? Yep, um, okay. a bachelor of arts in communication. Oh wow. So, mm-hmm. Didn't know that. And okay, so then you, then you had your master's from Adrian College, right? Nope. Um. So close. <laughs> 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 so like a year and a half ago, actually, I guess it's two years ago now. I started my master's of arts in higher ed leadership at Siena. Oh, really? So at Siena Heights University. That's right. I mm-hmm. saw the pictures on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So in That's Adrian, right. but not yes. at AC. Siena um, Yeah, crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to focus on higher ed because okay. I know I want to be in colleges. I know I want to work with students still. I really love working with college students. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love coaching ice skating, but I really want to focus on making sure they're developing and making sure all of their goals, not their just their goals on the ice, are getting accomplished. Right, their so. life goals mm-hmm. and dreams, man. So, you, I've heard, I know this term, and I'm still ignorant about it, about um, Adrian College and the synchronized ice skating team have had some USA tie to it. Mm-hmm. So, how, what is that really? Like, I would see USA synchronized ice skating yeah. team... And then you guys would travel to all these amazing countries. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah, so we have, because it's confusing, we have three teams okay. at Adrian College. We have a senior team, a collegiate team, and an open collegiate team. Yes. There's not a huge difference between the number of people on the team or their status at school. Um, it's the division they compete in. So okay. go back to the Olympics. If you watch Olympics ladies, they compete in the senior ladies division. So our senior synchronized skating team is the top division at the U.S. figure skating level. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the way it used to work pre, this is like a history lesson, <laughs> pre-2015 season, um, if you were one of the top six teams in the senior division in the USFS Nationals, mm-hmm. you were deemed Team USA. Got it. You got an international assignment, and you were sent to XYZ country to compete at XYZ competition. To represent the USA. Right. Wow. The 2015 season, or 2015-16 season, was when they kind of changed that, so they wanted to make more processes with it, um, make sure people were really qualified. It wasn't just that you were in the top six. Okay. So, um, at the 2015 Nationals, I wasn't actually coaching here yet, I was still a senior, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I remember watching it, Adrian placed sixth. So they made it into that Team USA group, and then they changed the rules. Um, Dang it. <laughs> so then my first season here coaching, we spent a lot of time making sure the team was qualified enough. Um, we did a lot of, um, they, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on the word? Basically, they bring in officials to come in and okay. watch you practice. Gotcha. They tell you what you need to fix, if this is good enough or if it's not. Um, and the, this is USA officials, right? Yep, USFS okay. officials. Okay. So um, they come in, they tell you what they need to fix, and then decide whether you're a strong enough team to send you abroad. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So that 2015-16 season, which was my first year coaching at Adrian, we got one, our first national assignment. That was actually to Italy. So they went and they competed at the Spring Cup. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, I didn't go. I was actually with our figure skating team Dang here it. in America. <laughs> but it was super cool watching them skate at that event. Um, since then, they've been to Italy. Goodness, I'm going to try and list everything. Italy, Sweden, Austria, 
Scotland. Oh my god! France and then back to Italy, which the Austria competition is really cool because my freshman year of college, yeah. I competed in Austria. You did so, yeah. Being able to watch Adrian compete on the same ice that I competed in That's when I was a freshman, cool. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, that was awesome. Wow. So the um, these athletes, and I've obviously met a few of them. They have. We, you guys have started integrate, um, integrating yoga in your mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. And, and into, you know, a couple times a year, especially during um, high-stress competition, so right before the weekend that they leave. How do you see, how, do you, how does that shape them? Do you see it's beneficial? What do the girls say with their experience with yoga mm-hmm. and skating? Yeah, so I think a lot of the girls, a lot of them have never done yoga pretty seriously ever before coming to college. So some of them wow. will come and they'll be like at their first yoga thing. They're like, what do I do? What is happening? And they're full of giggles and whatnot. But, um, the ones who have been there before and after a while they get into it, um, really seriously. Um, it's an awesome time for them to relax, to mm-hmm. settle all their nerves, to take a moment. And they're probably preparing their packing, they're getting their homework together, they're talking to professors. It's just like on top of having to compete, there's a lot more preparation to go into it, too. Yeah. And yoga is an awesome opportunity for them to be like, okay, let me take a step back. I'm doing all the things I need to do. Take care of yourself and yes. take care of all the other things. Because I think on top of the stretching, it's a lot of mental for them. Definitely. Um, so our girls who, like, love, 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 love yoga, like, that's, like, the best thing in the world. And they ask, they're like, are we doing yoga this week? <laughs> Please. We're like, yoga. okay, we'll find time <laughs> to get all 60-some of you we'll in a room. <laughs> yeah. That, no, I, I've seen the change. Some of the, well, the ones that have been doing it for this is their second or third year, mm-hmm. you can, they, they treat it completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, than that than those new freshmen because mm-hmm. they see the benefit of it right yeah it's amazing um so how is your your, your relationship with the girls and do you I know that you guys have been in, implementing a lot of I saw on the board like goals short term long term like you guys don't just approach them as like a team but like more like we need to make these changes in your lifestyle and in, in your whole life. So what have you guys been implementing? And I know that you just accepted the admission staff, mm-hmm. but in the past, mm-hmm. what kind of things have you been helping them heal their, you know, or um, change their mindset with their life? Does yeah. this make sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so at Adrian, especially with our skating team, we focus a lot on the overall person um, because yeah. the thing is like you're not gonna walk out of here and be on a major league baseball team you're not gonna go be a professional xyz like there's a chance you could go and skate professionally skating right. for like disney on ice but most of the time you have a different life goal you're gonna go be an accountant you're gonna be a mm. teacher you're gonna do all these other things and this isn't the end game it's not the end game so our focus isn't just win medals be a good ice skater yeah like it's come here we're going to be competitive we want to win but we also want to be really successful people mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you want to be really nice people caring kind people yeah. so um yeah a lot of our focus is on um there's a couple different I'm not gonna goodness I'm not gonna be able to remember all of them right now <laughs> um and we've changed it up every year but it's a lot about like making sure you're putting in the dirty work like you're mm-hmm. doing everything you need to do every day 
like you're working well there's no attention on you you know Mm. you're being really nice even when things suck like you're giving your fullest effort when everything is awful so when you have 12 exams and you're only taking two classes you know and you have homework and you haven't slept and you feel ill like you gotta be still going to practice and giving it your all you know yeah um or still sitting in the library and doing what you got to do for class um so these little life lessons through all of it um and right now so it's during the summer um we're not together obviously because we're at college yeah (laughs) so um the girls are all at home the girls and one boy are all at home um and they have these assignments that we do every single week so one of them is mental training and sometimes it's just like post your most inspirational video explain Mm. why it's inspirational like what do you find beneficial from this sometimes it's talk about your stress and anxiety and what you can do to combat that and so we try and tackle a whole bunch of different things with them um and they're kind of all over the board because you know some things will work for some people and some people love it and then some people are like you know that doesn't doesn't that doesn't work for me so coming up with goals and making sure the whole team is on a page the same page when we get back to campus that's so great I mean because the stress that these ladies are under I can't even it's imagine. Intense. <laughs> I mean, they're they're gone, especially that spring semester. They're gone from school so much, mm-hmm. and for them to to be able to keep track of everything and you know keep up with their also social life and friends, like mm-hmm. yeah, intense. Because even so, our senior team is obviously abroad mm-hmm. for these weeks where they, it's basically a whole week where they leave and they go to a different country and come back and you're jet lagged and stuff like that but even our two teams that don't travel internationally like they usually have to go to meds and nationals which hopefully like last past season they were both in Michigan so it was actually super awesome we left on Friday it was only two hours away it was great um but most of the time they're not then we have to go to Kansas or North Dakota and Mm. you're still gone for a week and you're not in Germany and you're in the middle of nowhere Kansas right and you're still you still have to do what you need to do for class you still have to do what you need to do for your relationships to keep yourself healthy it's always in January and February so you know everyone's sick yeah of course (laughs) you're all on a bus together and everybody else gets sick right Uh, so it's a lot of it's like mental physical and like emotional just keeping everything in check and yeah it takes a lot to balance it all it's doable but it takes a lot of focus like Uh like um when I think about skating, like, there's just such a world behind it that <laughs> that the average person just doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, too. Like, I think people who aren't involved in athletics or a team sport, you think, like, oh, you show up to practice and that's your two hours a day. Right. It's, but it's not just, and you have to warm up for practice and you have to mentally prepare for practice and... Like, silly things. Like, it's more laundry. It's more time that you're exhausted. You don't, yeah. you can't nap during that time. And then right. you're tired. <laughs> so it's, like, all of these different things. And although it might only be two hours of on-ice practice, it still so impacts more. you in so many things. And then you have to things. think about, you're probably in your head and thinking about the different moves and, like, what you need to work on. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. We focus on that, too. Making sure okay. you're leaving off-ice stuff off the ice Keep and on-ice stuff oh, on the ice. So, so you know, like... If you're upset, like your boyfriend broke up with you, your girlfriend broke up with you, whatever it is, you leave it at the ice. Like, obviously, that stuff is hard. Oh, yeah. You're emotional, but coming onto the ice and thinking about what you got to do for accounting isn't going to help you. On the ice. With anything for accounting. <laughs> yeah. Or what you got to do on the ice. Yeah. So, making sure you come to practice for practice, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's another lesson that the girls and the athletes learn, you know. Yeah, it's so hard. You take everything with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And to be able to 
especially when you show up for a yoga class and you just had like the most awful day mm-hmm. and you got yelled at by the managers or their clients were screaming in your face mm-hmm. or you just messed up, mm-hmm. you forgot something, mm-hmm. and then now you have to come up to this class or you have to show up to a baseball game for your kid or you have to show up at a dance recital and you have to like let all that go and just try to be present. present. Yeah, exactly. So that's such a lesson to be able to drop things where mm-hmm. they are. And it's, man, it's an art <laughs> to be able to do that. Right. Because your mind just races with it. Mm-hmm. I think, too, our girls who get the most out of yoga are able to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, Because it's easy to be like, I don't have an hour of my time to do yoga. And I'm like, actually, you you need to do it. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) You do not. You do not understand. (laughs) So before we kind of finish up, I always ask everybody this one question. And um, it's just what lesson and life advice do you have for the folks out there in the real real world? Is there anything that your life has brought you that you're like, yeah, if people just knew this or, you know, what, what would you want to tell? What do you want to tell? <laughs> it's them? a big question. It is a big, <laughs> I know, it's a big question. And it doesn't have to be anything magnificent. Like, right. Nick, probably is like a hundred things you'll leave after this podcast and be like, oh my God, I should have said that. I should have right. told them that. I should have right. said that. <laughs> so anything that comes to mind... You know, I, like I said, I try to live by the phrase, be better. Mm-hmm. And I know that like everyone has their own little thing. So I think if you can find your little mantra mm-hmm. to do that, but mine is be better. And I think everyone should do something like that. Like it doesn't have to be some immaculate thing every single day, but if taking a walk around the block, like you're better. If you read a book on something you're interested in, you're better. You know, if you read the newspaper, you're better. Yeah. So finding something that makes you a better you. Every day. Every day. Even just tiny little action steps of it. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Right. You don't be like, I'm going to run 10 miles today to be better. Right. You can go for that walk. I'm going to floss my teeth today. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh, that's so real. No one flosses their teeth. No one flosses their teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's silly, but like, yeah. yeah. I'm going to floss Like, I didn't eat 10 cookies today. Like, yeah, that makes you better. That makes you better. Those are silly examples. No, but like, real. Those are so real. Mm Mm-hmm. And we take those for granted. We always have these big monstrous goals, and then we just, there's no way we'd ever make them. Mm-hmm. I've been running a mile every day. That's my goal. That's awesome. And I've also flossed four days in a row. It's just crazy wow. that you brought that up because <laughs> I'm like, I really need to floss. So I got to floss, and I've just been looking at it. And it's funny, I do it after I brush my teeth, which is, I'm pretty sure, the opposite. I think that's what I do too. Oh, I don't it? think I, that is what I do, but like, I don't know if that's the right way. I don't know either. I always thought you now were I have questions. To do it before. What have it been wrong, wrong for 26 years? Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah, I always, my mom, I always said, did you floss before you brush your teeth? I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I never did. But, but now, <laughs> I, for some reason, I'll brush my teeth and be like, oh, I gotta floss. So I'll floss after. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool. We're fine. Yeah. It's, we'll I, see I, what happens. Brush, floss, then mouthwash. We'll have to look that up. I don't know if that's <laughs> the right order. Anna. I don't know either. I think mouthwash definitely goes last. Anyway. Mouthwash definitely goes last. <laughs> For sure. Um, oh, goodness. No, well, yeah, be better. Be better. Mm-hmm. And even even coming up with a simple little center point, yeah. like a guidance for your life. That's you, a way to be better, too. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's coming up with that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your time today, Bonnie. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course.